0: If you've followed me long enough, you know that I'm the founder of M1, a mastermind group. But what does that actually mean for you? It means that there's a group of 400 high achievers out there from all over the world walking the path to success and fulfillment in their lives together, helping each other accelerate their success through knowledge and networks, ready to help you take your life and business to greater heights. I'm really proud of the success stories, and I want to one of yours to be the next one. If you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with my team at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. Today, we're gonna be talking about the difference between people that think like middle class and people that think like millionaires. My name is Rock Thomas and I am your millionaire mentor. And your whole life millionaire mentor. So, this is a big week. This is Super Bowl week. And it's very exciting because somehow the sports gods have shined on me and have delivered me a ticket to the Super Bowl. And I don't know how it happened, but it just happened. So, I'm very, very excited. I'm leaving tomorrow to Houston for business and then on to Tampa on Friday for the Super Bowl. So I'm very, very excited. It's one of my childhood dreams. And if you know me, you probably know I'm a big fan of Tom Brady. Some people are haters of Tom Brady. And I heard a great quote. Um, Let's see if I can get it right. Do you know why people that don't know you encourage you and people that know you don't encourage you? Because the people that know you are in the same place they were when they knew you and you might be further ahead so it's hard for them to encourage you or something like that. Um, So yeah, off to the Super Bowl, very excited about that and um, today I wanted to talk to you about the difference between thinking like a millionaire and thinking like a middle class person and the reason that I say that is as I work with people and now I've Help through my mastermind group, help 71 people become whole life millionaires. It's very exciting. Already six people in one month this year. That's a record for us in the amount of people that we've converted and the amount of people we've impacted through our mastermind. And so I'm getting into proximity of people that are galloping forward. I'm starting to see the patterns. And if you know, I, I talk a lot about Robert Kiyosaki's cash flow quadrants. If you don't know what that is, let me paint a picture for you. I want you to imagine four squares in front of you. And the top left hand square is employee. And the bottom left hand square is self employed. That's like a real estate agent, an insurance salesperson, somebody that runs a car wash or something like that. And on the top right hand side is business owning a business. A business, the way I quantify it is if you're not working in it, you're working on it. I have several businesses that I have delegated to a team. I show up a little bit or I monitor it or I add some value, but I'm not in it on a day-to-day basis like I have a job. And then the last one is your investors quadrant. So as, as I work with people, my goal is to take you from the left side of the quadrant to the right side of the quadrant where you're leveraging what? You're leveraging people and money. That's right. That's how you're going to become financially free. You could be a doctor making $600,000 a year and have a job, but not have freedom. But when you have a small business, maybe a McDonald's franchise or you own a real estate franchise or you run a you know three clinics or something like that, and you have other people operating them, then you can be free of time. And then when we get down to the investor, what I found is that people that are middle class have some beliefs and hangups around it. And they go something like this is when I talk to people about getting double digit returns, 25, 35, 45, 50, 100, 200, 300% return, they're like, Whoa, must be a scam. And you think it's going to work rock. And the fundamental behavior that you and I have comes from a belief that we carry about that behavior. If you struggle to work out, probably you have a deep down belief that you don't like working out. You don't enjoy it. Uh, you don't think it makes a difference. You don't know what you're doing, right? So the belief creates the behavior. Well, if your behavior with money is that you're not a millionaire or you're not a multi-millionaire or multi multimillionaire is because there's a belief in there that says maybe that you have a scarcity mindset around money. So, People that are struggling have a scarcity mindset. People that are not struggling tend to have an abundance mindset. Does that make sense? So that's number one. Number two is that often people are trying to hit these home runs. They're like, I'm going to buy crypto. I'm going to get something. It's going to go up a hundred times, a thousand times, and then I'm not going to have to work hard for the money. What wealthy people do is that they think um, more about doing their due diligence So, that when they do invest, there's a high probability that they get a good return. And people try to do these home runs when they're poor or middle class, and then they make a mistake and then they get annoyed and they go, see, it doesn't work. And they further perpetuate their mindset. Does that make sense? Middle class tend to think short term. In other words, they want things to happen quickly. They want to buy a build a business overnight. They want to have their investment double in a short period of time because they don't understand the process of wealth Where successful millionaires. They think long term, they're looking for an investment that can give them a return in one, two, three, four, five years. They're willing to put their money into something and not not even see it or touch it for three years, but then take it out and have it doubled. Does that make sense? Um, who are each of these people listening to? Who are you listening to when it comes to your investments? What is your identity around your investments? That's what I'm talking about today. As a whole life millionaire mentor, I get to experience people's identity around their money. And what I've noticed is that people that are struggling or poor are generally listening to other struggling or poor people. They're listening to their broke neighbor. They're listening to the uncle, they get a tip from the Uber driver and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds really good. Let me buy that stock. And um, guess what happens? They don't end up with a good result. Now, can you get lucky once in a while? Yeah, of course you can, right? Even a blind squirrel gets a uh, nut once in a while. But millionaires are listening to their mentors and their mentors are people who are multi millionaires, And those people understand the trends and I'll give you an example. I was in student housing with my mentor Ned, um, for many years in Montreal, Canada, and we did really, really well. And now we've pivoted into industrial and into storage and we're doing really, really, really well there. One of our partners owns 218 wheelers. Do you think that he has an idea of where goods and services are being transported and what's happening with the market, the trends that we can help predict what to do with our products, our niche, So wealthy people do their due diligence and understand where and what is hot in the marketplace. Retail and student housing are rediscovering themselves. There may be opportunities down the road, but right now those are struggling. Um, Usually struggling people are late to invest. In other words, once they've heard everybody talk about it, that's when they're like, oh, okay, I'm I'm gonna get crypto. Now I'm going to get, you know, I'm going to invest in uh, zoom or something like that. And then they tend to get at the end because there's been so much evidence that is available that they finally convince themselves instead of listening to the right conversations and investing at the beginning when there's, um, when there's a higher, um, uptick in the actual, uh, niche that they're investing. Um, another thing i found with people that are not yet millionaires or not yet multi multi multi-millionaires is that they have idle money they have lazy money they have money in their mattress they have money in a safe account they have money in a safety deposit they have cash here they they don't deploy it they have equity equity in their property where they're living and oh no i want to pay off my mortgage i just want to be mortgage free uh no there's things that um are called good debt and bad debt. And good debt is when you borrow money at a low rate, like two, 3%, and you get a return of 10, 15, 20, 30%. How do the banks make money? All this idle money that people have in a bank account, 20, 30, 40, 60, $80,000, that they're afraid to invest because they don't have an abundance mindset, they don't do their due diligence, they don't have the right conversations, is loaned out by the banks at 3% on mortgages and they pay people to keep them in the bank accounts, 0.01% or whatever it is, and they they make the spread. So the banks make money off of these people who have lazy money and who aren't thinking about deploying their assets. So there you have a bunch of differences between wealthy people. How did you stack up? Where do you, where you have some opportunities to make some changes? Let me give you a plan of what you can do. So. Often what happens when looking at investments is poor and middle-class people have to think about it. They they have to marinate it and talk to all their broke friends where wealthy people do their due diligence and they make a decision and they invest. Um, <clears throat> so also, by the way, you have people that are broke or middle-class, if you want to call it that, that way, because a lot of middle-class are broke. Um, they tend to earn their money to spend it on things. They like to have a nice car, a nice house, nice jewelry. And they they didn't have, so they want to look good. And even those that come from didn't have, but end up being wealthy, is they buy assets. So they buy things that first make the money. And then what they do is they buy the Tories later. They buy the experiences later once they have a bunch of people on their team, a bunch of assets making money. Imagine being the only person on your basketball team that can score points because you keep on spending money on yourself or investing and getting other people on the team, buying a house, getting some stocks, getting some businesses. And now you have five or six people on your team, streams of income, right? Scoring points. You guys have heard me talk about this before. I have 42 now working on my 43rd and 44th stream of income. And I keep on adding these scoring members onto my team. How's my team doing? Scoring a lot of points. Yes, 2020 was my best year ever. 2021 um, is already starting off like a rocket. Uh, So just trying to give you guys the strategies that you can do here. So rather than needing to look good and buy your toys, make your cash-flowing assets look good. That's what you want to do. Hang with rich people. And if you don't know rich people, then just whenever you come across them in the airport or at the golf course or at the restaurant, or you see them pull in in a nice car, ask them questions about how they're making money and where they're investing their money. You'd be surprised at the answers you'll get. So today is the comparison between struggling and middle class and wealthy because you wanna be getting double digit returns on your investments. And the way you get double digit returns on your investments is to be in the right conversation. I'm getting double digit returns on my investments all the time. And I have shared with many of my followers since COVID started different ways that you can get involved in double digit returns, whether it's suggestions on the stock market. I'm not a stock advisor, so I can't, you can't take what I, I give you as um, advice from a certified financial advisor. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are trends, right? On the stock market, you look at trends and you could say that, hey, is it good to invest in certain technologies right now? Yes, AI, probably, right? Things that still have to do with COVID, um, as simplistic as I invested in Tupperware. And, and so there's, there's things you can figure out that make sense and then do your due diligence and do your homework. And it makes sense, like buying Zoom many months ago, I wouldn't buy it today. Um, but as, as we come out of this, probably getting back into airlines and things like that will probably work. So, But there are people that are way smarter than me with, with, with that, that do the technical and, and practical analysis that you can follow and you can get advice from. I have done very well, uh, fortunately, in the market based on you know my mentors, the people I talk to that are way smarter than me. And that advise advise me and give me information so I can make those decisions. So become a double-digit return investor. And for those of you that don't know what to do, talk to me. I have investments that I'm doing with NED in industrial and in storage that are doing very, very well. And become a double-digit investor along with us. And then watch your net worth grow through the roof. Yes or yes. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.